G'day, folks, and welcome along to the podcast for the Rush Hour with Embers and Katie. And usually this is the bit where Embers and Katie are here and Joel, our producer, is here, and then I'm here as well. Uh, and, of course, it's my job to record this little bit here uh, and then send it on to our producer. And in the absolute just chaos of the end of the show, what did I do? Not hit save. How terrible. What a terrible human being I am. Uh, so uh, if you're here looking for just an absolute amazing intro to today's show, which was fantastic, sorry to let you down. Instead, we're straight into it. From Roebuck Bay to the Road Highway, got my ice mocker from Dome Cafe, the Super Pizza Florian, a Loo, Wataroo and Esperance too, across Albany and the Gloucester Tree, with Katie Lamb and Andrew Embley. From the greatest city in the world, it's time for Triple M's Rush Hour with Andrew Embley and Katie Lamb. Got the touch? Download Tab Touch. You win some, you lose more. Right now, one triple three five three. We're talking the worst people on planes, Katie Lamb. That's it. What do people do on planes that absolutely enrage you? Enrage you the most? I'll start, Embers. Ever heard of headphones? I have. Yes. You have. You're wearing some right now, as amazing. Uh, yep. Yeah, they connect to your device, and then you just put them over your ears and the sound goes through your device and transfers to your ears. It's amazing technology, am I right? Yeah, you Um, are so right. If anyone missed it, they're called headphones. So my advice to literally everyone who's about to embark on a plane trip is to pack your bloody headphones. Here I am this morning on an aisle seat. I was just sitting next to like a lovely married couple about to fly to Melbourne. Yep. The woman was absolutely lovely. We were chatting away, really enjoyed a company until... It got to that point where I put on my headphones, I started watching a doco on Netflix and she whipped out her phone. So I'm watching this this documentary and all of a sudden I start hearing this little squeaky French voice blurting out like, bonjour, je m'appelle Michael. And I was like, oopsie daisy, Buggalog's next to me has forgotten to, to pop on her headphones. So I was like, no doubt any second now she'll whip out her headphones from her handbag, she'll pop pop them on her phone to shut up that little French Mikel character, right? <laughs> anyway, I waited, I waited, and then I noticed she wasn't making any attempt to find her headphones and I thought, okay, maybe she forgot to pack them and that's totally fine, but mute the app and pop on the <laughs> subtitles. That's just an obvious solution to me. But she did not do that either. So that little French baguette man, Mikel, continued to scream French words out of her phone. It was so hard to concentrate on what I was watching in the docker. I honestly just thought, all right, I may as well just pack up my headphones and just learn French with her. I may as well jump in (laughs) on the tutorial. I would be so surprised if the whole plane didn't become bilingual because of it. I was like, turn this plane around, let's go to France because I'm fluent by this point. It was so annoying the whole way, Embers. It sounds like you are... Pissed off to be completely honest with you there, Lammy. So you but you got the headphones on. Clearly, was your music not turned up that you could actually hear oh bonjour and bonjour. And she has to, you know, translate. She's obviously going to France at some point. Credit to her, probably the Paris Olympics, like we tried to get to. (laughs) Honest to God, I was just like, no, you can't do that. Everybody was looking. Everybody could hear it. And that's sort of what it got us thinking on 13353. Just those worst people on planes because those people, right, every single time the plane lands and people just go, well, it's our turn to clap. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened. Like they expect the plane to go down? Like, like really? Like, why I clap? know. 
Oh, my God. We or, hit, like, mad turbulence as well at one point. I was sitting next to two married couples. They, yeah. like, jumped in each other, embraced each other. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die alone. People who panic during turbulence as well, <laughs> yeah. don't freak me oh, out. I'm oh. just trying to, like, stay alive. Oh, but what about when the plane lands, right, and everyone from 27 seats just come rushing down the front oh. thinking they're going to be the first people off? Their seatbelt sign is still on. Oh. Like, they're not going to open the doors just because you're up at the door ready to go. I was the worst person to travel with and in fact no one used to like sitting on planes next to me because I used to hog the armrest like I'd just get me big triceps out me biceps and just rest those big uh, those arms of mine out there and and that was um very selfish of embers yeah and also big noting yourself your big triceps I'm yet to see one (laughs) tricep trust me they are big floppy (laughs) triceps right now (laughs) One triple three five three for the French person that was sitting next to you. Here's the question we're asking: Qui sont les pires personnes dans les avions? Exactly. Uh, who are the worst people on planes? That, did you understand that, Katie? Yeah, but basically, Kylie. She is uh, from a mainland. G'day, Kylie. Hello. How are we? Worst people on planes, Kylie. Tell us. So I'm an ex cabin attendant. Oh, oh great, yes. great. You all know everything. Oh, hang on. Sorry. Come back to us, Kylie. Sorry about that. Hello, are you there? Yeah, Question yeah. now, Kylie. You tell would us. know everyone. You're Sorry. a cabinet attendant, yeah? Yeah, and there was a few times that their people would you'd be like going to open the door at the end of the flight and you would have some girly guy generally standing <laughs> over the top of you and you're like, dude, like we are all wanting to go home or get off this aircraft fast. Or the one that maintained eye contact, like did not blink when you're doing a safety demo. <laughs> Do you mean yeah. like staring at you but not blinking or just not looking at you yeah. at all? No, just completely staring you down. I'm like, and, oh, I'm scared to even get, you know, your meal dropped like a crumb off. Like, just, yeah. They're, they're, drib- they're dribbling, Kylie, not because they're hungry though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they just, they're just staring at you like... Something like they can see straight through you. It freaks you out. Like, oh. Also, Kylie, are you saying that people try and open the door themselves? Oh, pretty much trying to jump over the top of you. <laughs> Sorry. That is so oh, So good. That's what we're talking about on 13353. Those horrible people on planes. Rob's from Harrisdale. G'day, Rob. G'day, Amber. You're not one of those people, are you? Maybe not. You going? <laughs> what, what grinds your gears, Rob? Oh, Katie. People sitting behind me, moving my chair consistently. Oh. I had oh. one bloke behind me. I swear this guy had COVID. He had the grossest voice. Yes, this behind me. He kept moving my chair yeah. and moving it and moving it. I got up to go to the toilet. I calmed myself down. Yeah. And I walked back and I gave this bloke the biggest stare down you've ever nice. seen. I've never stared down like this. And when I sat down, he moved my chair again and I turned around. And I called him a mm-hmm, and a, with a after it. And he up my mm-hmm, chair again. I'm going to push your head through the chair and you're sitting on it. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. don't condone violence on, uh, on no. planes. No, no, I don't, don't, no, no that's, that's why. Yeah, yeah, it I was a great stare down, Rob. And you know oh, what, mate. to be honest with you, I. You uh, push Rob too far. Yeah, if someone was doing that to me, I, I reckon I'd probably do the same. Man, I wholeheartedly I agree, pretty, Rob. There is nothing worse. I was nothing worse. Up at the time, too. <laughs>
Thanks. Nah, brilliant, mate. Nah, you just want to get home safely. That's exactly right. Uh, Desiree is from Hammersley. G'day, Desiree. Hello. (laughs) Worst plane people ever, Desiree. They're the aisle walkers. So they're the ones (laughs) that you're sitting, and I actually wrote about this on the plane because I had so many, but they're the ones that are sitting and you go, oh, you've been stuck in your seat, seatbelt signs on, you've had your dinner, and then ding, the dinner bell, you know, the the, the seatbelt goes off and they are queuing to the toilet. So they get up. And you see them coming, especially if you've got, like, the last two or three seats towards the toilet and you're sitting there and you're on the aisle and you see them coming in full force and they're wiggling and waddling down the aisle (laughs) and then they grab your chairs and then they stand there with their crotch in your face. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. And you're sitting there trying to finish your dinner, you know, with your arms tucked in and they've got, you know, and you're trying to like go, okay, well, I'm going to put my elbows out a bit further to get my space. So those are my biggest pet hate on a plane. Uh, and and the thing is, their mates actually in the toilet while they're waiting, so they're just out yeah. there, just uh, lurking yep. and you know, yep. like spying over your shoulder. What's Desiree watching at the moment? And Desiree, I'm exactly like you as well. My head is right at crutch height too uh-huh. when people are walking yep. by. Not what you want when you're having a plain meal, you know. <laughs> exactly, and then when they start awkwardly stretching, let me get to that. Oh. Point. <laughs> oh. Yuck. Cameron's from Armadale. G'day, Cameron. How's it going? We're going very well. Uh, those worst people on planes, tell us uh, who they are to you. Uh, for me personally, it's the people that hog the armrest. Like oh, mate. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever sat next to me on a plane, Cameron? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I, uh, I must admit I am guilty of doing that. Uh, Cameron, my teammates uh, used to hate it when I did it. Talk about the armrest etiquette because people say the middle person gets both armrests, but I'm a firm believer that you can actually share the armrest, the mutual armrests. One person sort of goes up the front and the other person tucks in behind. Yeah, see, that's uh, how I've been doing it. I used to work FIFO, so I flew quite often. And uh, I always used to try and tuck my elbow in behind theirs. But what really annoys me is when it comes to meal time and they've finished their meal and they still hog those armrests <laughs> not giving you the room to actually eat your eat meal. your food <laughs> oh my god that is so annoying <laughs> I, uh, I like Katie's analogy. One in front, the other one tucks in behind. Uh, it sounds quite creepy to me, that. But <laughs> anyway, Rod is uh, from Bunbury. G'day, Rod. G'day, mate. For Hello. Me, it's the uh, unprepared overhead baggage hoppers and hoppers. Yes. They come on, they've got seven open bags, the scarf's fallen down, they're trying to jam it in yes. wherever they can. Yep. And then five minutes into the fight, they're always the window. Oh, oh, I've got to get yeah. up and get something out of that bag. Of course they are. Five minutes yeah. later, got to get up and get something out of that bag. So <laughs> as your previous calls crutch in the face, they're stretching up, <laughs> belly button and fat guts popping everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yes. here comes another scarf, boom, in the face. It's like, oh, oh get prepared, people. Yeah. Yes, Rod. And what's happening a bit at the moment too is like, you know, when people have to pay extra for luggage, they're trying to, you know, take on as much carry-on as they can yeah. so they actually don't have to put it, you know, 
know, at the bottom of the plane and pay extra money. But therefore, you're right, as uh, Rod said, uh, you're the one that has to get up off your, your seat. You're the one that actually has to cop I know, this but it's crap. also being unprepared was the key word too because as soon as they get there, it's like you've had all this time to get out what you need so that you can pop your uh, bag up over the head and then sit down. But they're zip, 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 zip. Oh, I need to get that one from yeah, that bag. Zip, zip. I'm not a host yet. I'd be at that door and I'd be going, chicken. Had a wonderful night last night, Katie, at uh, the old Subiaco Oval for the farewell of West Coast CEO Trevor Nisbet. He's been at the club for 35 years. It's so long, isn't it, for one person to be in that position? Unbelievable. And he's had a massive impact. And we know here in WA the impact that he's had on the West Coast Eagles. But it's it's countrywide as well and, and what he's done for grassroots football, obviously, with the success that West Coast have had and the money that the Eagles have been able to put back into the uh, the local community. But Andrew Dillon, the new appointed CEO of the AFL, he made the effort to hop on a plane and fly over last oh, night. Wow. And That's he spoke at the event. So to have him there, there would have been seven or eight either current or past CEOs from other football clubs that wow. came along last night as well. Again, hopped on a plane during the day. Flew from Melbourne, from Sydney, from Brisbane to to be there last night. So it just like sort of 200, shows. 300 people, you reckon? There would have been close to 400 yeah, people wow. there last night. So it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, a lot of speeches and everyone spoke really well. But Mick Moldhouse, so my first coach, obviously, the uh, uh, the West Coast Eagles and the, the premiership coach of 92 and 94, he spoke and he spoke really well. And there was something that he said in his chat, which um, you know resonated really well with me, and and basically what he said is that you know at this time of the year there's always people that retire, whether it's players or, or coaches and administrators, and and we talk about you know how great these guys are, but then in a couple of years' time we go, oh, listen, he was a good player, or he was okay, yeah, you know we we build it up because of the moment, because the yeah. family and friends are there, but. Mick Boldhouse said that in 10 years' time, we will still be talking about the legacy that Trevor Nisbet has left at the West Coast Eagles. He will go down as one of the great administrators that we've seen in this country. So uh, congratulations um, to Trevor Nisbet. Now, uh, Basil Zeppelin did a wonderful job as MC and was asking Nizzy a lot of questions. And there's obviously you know a lot of questions that are very hard to answer. But one of the questions he did ask Nizzy was, What's your greatest moment? Now, to, to ask Nizzy what your greatest moment is, I mean, he, he's been there for so long. There are so he would have many. So many. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, you know, the 92 Premiership, the, the first ever one, you know, Peter Materia's five goals on a wing to win a Norm Smith medal. It would be like asking who's your favourite child. It's so <laughs> hard. I mean, Dom Sheed's goal in 2018. But he was yeah. very clear with his answer. And when he asked, when he was asked what his greatest moment was, he quickly replied this. Driving ball forward. That is a contender. So Ashley Samby's mark, I think it was about 2004, Mm -hmm. right? One of the greatest marks that you'll ever see at the MCG, right? But there's something a little bit iconic about it, Katie, because the person that he stood on the head off to take the mark of the century was a guy by the name of Andrew Embley. (laughs) Oh, so 
I have played a huge part, (laughs) a huge role in the the West Coast Eagles' greatest ever moment, according to Trevor Nisbet. So I think he was saying Sandy's mark was amazing, but you're now just cashing in and saying, well, I I was a part of that. Well, hang on, hang on. You can't can't mark the football (laughs) unless someone's run back with a fly to the football, put put their body on the line for his teammate to be able to stand on and launch. And, jeez. Um, it hurt I mean, your head. If it landed on your head. Well, I turned you? around to the umpire and I said, mate, any danger of me getting a free kick? Because I thought someone pushed me in the back. Oh. And the umpire said, mate, if I gave a free kick away and gave you the ball, you'd be the most hated person in the country right now. <laughs> Now, Taking that mark off Ashley Sampy. Now, you know it's such a big sort of thing when the West Coast Eagles go and make like a video about it and they reminisce about oh, it. Oh, of and, course. You know, they, yes. they might have asked a few players about Ashley Sampy's mark, but there was an interesting trend with all those people, what they were asked about. No, it was good to see Ember's been a stepmother again. Uh, Ember's, from what I remember, was pulling a, a fantastic face underneath. And um, he, uh, a lot of us got, got stuck into Ember's because I think three or four times there was some huge marks. And uh, Embers is always sitting underneath them. You know, Embers was a good stepping ladder. I think Sammy just saw and put put his knee in Embers' back. It was it was a funny sight. Embers would hate it. Um, he gets ripped about it all the time. Um, but using a stepladder, he, I think he gets used a stepladder all the time. Embers is one of those blokes that people love jumping on on his head. So Andrew Embley, the <laughs> greatest stepladder the oh, West Coast Eagles have You know, you know what? So that was... This makes a lot of sense as to why sometimes it takes you 17 minutes to to read a 30 second. <laughs> Add you because you have my been, head's been stepped a step on the ladder. head a few way times. Too you reckon? Much. Yes. <laughs> well, Dean Cox did text me one day. Said the only way that you ever get yourself on a football card is when someone's actually taking a big hanger. <laughs> so. <laughs> Which is actually pretty true. I think it was a mark of the year four times. <laughs> the stepladder. So I'm in Melbourne at the moment and I can't figure out whether Melbourne is whack or whether Perth is just better. Because first <laughs> okay, of all, please. I checked the weather last night and it said today was going to be sunny and 37 degrees. So me being a little Perth rookie. Um, I didn't pack a jumper because in Perth, when it says sunny and 37 degrees. It's hot. It's sunny and 37 degrees. And Call it's me crazy. very, very hot too. So I land in Melbourne. I'm getting ready to brace the heat, only for it to be raining and 25 degrees max. That's right? Melbourne weather for you, Lamb. You should know that. You should oh, be better than that. That's in one day. Like yes. the Euro should be better than that. So not only <laughs> did I need to pack a jumper, I should have thrown in a rain jacket as well. But, you know, I'm just a small town girl from Perth. What do I know? Just a small town girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, the chill over in Melbourne too, it's a different chill. It's a different it's, chill. Yeah, it, it hits your cheeks. It, it's fresh and it's cold. It's crispy. <laughs> anyway, then I get to my apartment and I have to log on to a guest portal with a link they send you when, like, your room is ready yep. um, at 2 p.m., which gives you access to a digital key. I was like, access to a what now? Huh? A digital key. I was like, Miss Guzzi, me from Perth. Like, I don't understand these <laughs> Melbourne things. So anyway, how it works is you have to click a button within three metres to let you in to the main entrance, then the lift, and then your apartment room as well. So, of course, mine wasn't working and I had to ask someone like Paul Mann who was just minding his own Melbourne business <laughs> to help me in. And he was like, just get the app. I was like, what app? I'm from Perth. Help me. Anyway, call me old-fashioned, but... Gone are the days of just physical keys. Like we have physical keys in Perth and swipe passes that let you up and down a lift. I think that's safer because what, when you're in Melbourne, is it just a known Melbourne thing? Do you all have to just walk out of the house and 
carry a charger everywhere you go. What if my phone goes flat after work here and I can't get access to my digital key because it's on my phone? Well, we're three hours behind. Maybe we're three years behind. Maybe we're going to get this in three <laughs> years' time, Lammy. Who knows? Where did you stay? At a hostel or something, though? No, Sounds it's, it's vi- an apartment. <laughs> it's an apartment. It's. I'm sorry I'm not from the future. Digital keys, apparently, it's all a thing. And don't get me started on trams. They're stay at a nice hotel in Southbank there. It'd be a lot them. easier. What? A nice hotel in Southbank. Just go stay there. No, I'm not saying in Southbank because what I have to do is not at Southbank. Anyway, Melbourne is just, it's a lot. I don't understand it. Sorry, I, I can't say in Crown Perth Towers like you embers. Well, I can't over. stay in Crown Perth Towers in Melbourne, but I'll set the Crown Melbourne Towers. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to find Perth's smartest suburb. How good is Perth? North versus South. Battle of the Burbs. Oh, yeah. North, 17, South, 11. They have lost it. They have absolutely <laughs> lost it, Embers. <laughs> Completely butchered it. It's starting to get embarrassing. In fact, yesterday, Katie, Jono from Bell Divers, right? Uh, we gave him another go because his daughter said, Dad, you embarrassed yourself the first time. We're going to give him another go. So he came on yesterday and did he embarrass himself again or was he a little bit unlucky? He embarrassed himself again. Okay. So you know what we decided to do? <laughs> is we're bringing Jono from Bell Divers oh, back from the God. south. Talk Hello, about Jono. resilience. Come on, Jono. Come on down. All right, surely today is my day. <laughs> today has to be the day they say third time lucky, Jono. That's right, that's what I'm going for. All right, uh, you'll be taking on Peyton from Midland. G'day, Peyton. Hello, prepared to be crushed, Jono. Oh! oh and, and Peyton, wow. for the fourth time, mind you, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Peyton, uh, right. she's just sounding switched on. She's witty. I'm I'm nervous for Jono, but here we go. All right. So remember, <laughs> Jono, your buzzer is south, okay? South. Got that? Good. Yeah, I remember this time. <laughs> Peyton, your buzzer is north. First to two points is the one that wins it for the right side of the river and will win themselves the prize. Question number one. Name an island off the coast of Perth. South. Jono. Penguin Island. Penguin Island. Oh, wow. I mean, I would have gone yes. right there, but you're just being fancy now. All right, Peyton. Uh, you talk big game. You need to respond now, young lady, because if not, the prize is Jono's. All right. Question number two. Name the current captain of the Fremantle Dockers. South. North. Oh, South, Jono. South, Jono. Oh, I can picture him, but I can't think of his name. Oh, no. Oh. Okay. Two, okay. one. Out. Unlucky, right. Peyton. Get a free hit, Peyton. Andy Brayshaw. Andy Brayshaw is incorrect. All right. Oh, it remains Alex one nil. One nil to North. Here we go. Got this one, uh, Peyton, to stay in the game. Jono, could be all yours. Here we go. Fred Durst is the lead singer of which South. band? Oh, South for the win. <laughs> Limp Biscuit. Oh! 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 I'm the smartest man in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about resilience. One of the great stories of all time. He was down and out. He never gave up. 
He never gave up, as Justin Bieber would I say. Actually, I actually got heckled at work today about last night. Hey. It's funny because I was packing for Melbourne uh, just last night and I had to look for a plain white T-shirt with yep. no branding or logo on it and I came across a Collingwood jersey signed by Koshy. <laughs> and I was like, you, you remember that Yes, at the restore. Yes. So when we were uh, doing the wheelie bin around for Telethon, That's collecting right. money yes. for Telethon and Koshy met us at the restore in Leaderville and we, um, well, people said that they would donate if Koshy put on a Collingwood jersey. That's right. And he did. He did, And then exactly. he signed it. He did. But who kept that? Me. Well, and I'm like, why? What are you going to do with it? It's not worth <laughs> anything. And also, it, it makes no sense. Koshy on a on a Collingwood jersey, it's got no, and it, that's just literally sitting in my cupboard. And I'm like, well, this is a crap bit of merch. I reckon he also signed a continental roll for someone that particular day <laughs> too. <laughs> I ended up with that actually. Did you? Yeah. Have you still got it? Of course I don't. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I did. That, night, that was dinner. How about this for crap merch? You're going to laugh at this, right? On eBay, my mates just sent me a photo. It's a West Coast Eagles football card, right, of Andrew Embley, right? It's been signed by Andrew Embley and it's for sale for $7.95. $7.95? Mate, the, that's the higher print, than to print the card, To print the card's worth more than $7.95. And by the way, <laughs> it's a reduced price down from $10. So no one wanted a 10 <laughs> Now it's down to $7.95. He can't get rid of it. Oh, no. I mean, that you know. merch. That's a crap bit of merch. Um, Collingwood jersey signed by Koshy crap merch. I mean, imagine if you were, I've just seen this as well. Um, the London home by Freddie Mercury has officially gone on sale for o- taking offers for over $58 million. I mean, imagine oh. if you managed to buy that. Wow. And, if those you know, walls could talk. Live in Freddie Mercury's home. I mean, you'd be bragging about that. I don't necessarily know about a football card by Andrew Embley. For $7.95. <laughs> I totally agree with you. No, that's good merch. That's good merch. Yeah. One triple three five three. what's your crap bit of merch that you may have just found when you were cleaning out or whatever and you're like, my God, I've still got that? I do own a Collingwood jersey signed by Koshy. Now, this is nothing on Collingwood. Calm the pies. And Love nothing the pies. on Koshy either. I nothing mean, Koshy, a sign something from Koshy would be worth so much. But, but sign, it's on a Collingwood jersey. Collingwood jumper from yeah. Koshy? just doesn't, doesn't make, make any sense. sense. But it's better than your football card signed by you, Embers, well, that's and selling right. for $7.95. $7.95 for an Embers card at the moment. That is terrible <laughs> merch. And just to clarify, that's $7.95, Dollars not $7.95. Oh, no, no, $7.95. Yeah. And, that, and that's reduced <laughs> price from $10 because no one wanted to grab it at 10 bucks. That's exactly what we're talking about on one triple three five three. Terrible merch. Danny's from Midland to kick things off. G'day, Danny. Hi, how are you? Hey, Danny, what's your terrible piece of merch? Had to line up for over an hour in the rain to get an autobiography signed by the one and only, thank the Lord, Matthew Pavlich. Matthew Pavlich, that's good merch. Terrible. It was (laughs) was terrible. terrible. Why? Tell us why it was terrible. Uh, Everything about it. Uh, took my daughter, who was a mad cat, and thank the Lord. Was it about as um, terrible as your phone line? Yeah, that's pretty oh, bad. Sorry about that. It's okay. No. Take two Just steps to your left. left. <laughs> Converted my child yep. to now support North Melbourne. Thank oh. goodness. Oh. North Melbourne, wow. Yeah. Oh, Interesting yeah. choice. They're not so, going very well at the moment. But we've got the best coach and the best AFL player to ever have played the game. I mean, what more do you want? Okay, I mean, stick to the topic, Danny. Terrible <laughs> merch. <laughs> yeah. 
you know. So the merch is um, the autobiography had to buy the book. He wouldn't sign anything else. She would have to be away from him, couldn't have a photo taken direct with him. And we don't want it. Yeah. I think we're having trouble. Oh, I think, line, um, yeah, no, Danny's line is uh, absolutely no good. Uh, terrible line there from Danny. I think she was trying to get her point across, though. Lauren is from Myree. G'day, Lauren. Hey, how you going? We're going hey, really Lauren. well. Terrible, terrible merch. piece of merch. Well, when Collingwood won the first AFL grand final, oh. I had to get on the radio and sing Collingwood song, which I did. Brilliant. And I, they told me I was going to get a signed football. So went all the way out to Chewett Hill and it was signed by the Bloody Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> that is Can so funny. Eagles. That is so funny. That is so yeah. good. So are yeah. you hardcore Pies supporter? Oh, God, yes. That is so funny. That, and, and after what happened in 2018, like oh. they're just, they're just going, oh, I just yeah, hate the Eagles even hey, more now. Hey, we're going back to back. Yeah, well, you know yeah, what? Yeah, we to are be going back to back, Lauren. Oh, wait, I'm hang on, you. hang on. Lammy's hey. just jumped on now. Yeah, I jumped on the bandwagon last year, though. Thank you. Long time Collingwood supporter. I bleed black and white. Yes, I'm the so Dacos boys. Did you go to the grand final yeah. last year? Uh, no, I couldn't get over there, but I'm going to Anzac Day. Oh, oh you know cool. what? That was You're okay. so lucky you got tickets because it came out today that it is actually sold out. I know. Well done. It is so good. Becky's <laughs> from, I think, Chidlow. G'day, Becky. Oh, hi, guys. How are you going? Yeah, going Hello, very Becky. well. Tell Terrible us. Terrible piece of merch. My crap piece of merch is from a pretty crap person, Ralph Harris. Wow, oh, yes. God. Yep. Okay. No, we'll be absolutely screwing that and uh, throwing it in the bin. <laughs> okay. No, Thanks very much for that. Uh, yep, you can burn it right now. <laughs> Mitch is from Gosnell's. No, well, well, no, we're not going to talk about okay. You want to talk about something good in Bassendine? Talk about what? the Emblies. <laughs> Mitch is from oh. Gosnell's. G'day, Mitch. How are we, guys? Yeah, going Hello, well, Mitch. mate. Terrible piece of merch. Oh, look, I got the um, Triple M sent out the stickers and I got the little <laughs> sign card with everyone's signatures. Oh, oh <laughs> did you? Hang on, Mitch, that's not terrible. Or did Xavier no, Ellis sign it, did he? No, well, I've one up that. My friend has called this morning and said we're getting Xavier's signature tattooed on ours tomorrow. Are you actually serious? Yeah, 100%. We got tickets to Friday footy. Frothies, yes. So, but I'm going to make a proposition. If you want yourself tattooed as well, Embers, (laughs) I know you'll love that. You're going to tattoo a signature of Xavier Ellis and potentially Embers what on your butt? Oh, well, I can get it on my ass, but you... I can do it on my arm if you want everyone to yes! see Yes, yes, oh, we do. Well, on. we would also like to see your butt. But, no, do it on your arm. <laughs> oh, my God, Mitch, yes. Get Ember's tattoo on your arm and show us at Friday Footy Frothies and we will just, oh, my God, this is great. No, you've got to come up and show this on Friday to us for sure. Do it. Oh, 100% we will. If not, All you right. can get a tattoo us in the studio tomorrow and we'll get it done there. Wow, <laughs> mate. Oh, um... God, so many options. Are you our producer? Like... Better ideas than Joel. Right. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see you Friday, Mitch. Oh, Friday, footy yeah, frothies. Hey, yeah. Mitch, what would you do for Katie Lamb's signature on your backside as well? Get a little lamb on your bum. <laughs> yeah, we can get the little lamb. My mate, Seaweed, so he'd be right into that. There you go. Nice oh, little spit lamb it. on the butt. Oh, God. <laughs> you have to bring it into a spit lamb, don't you? Oh, don't. Don't, don't, don't. No. Stop now. What are you having dinner tonight? I oh, don't. That's not fine. lamb. 
Triple M's Rush Hour with Embers and Katie. Got the touch? Download Tab Touch. You win some, you lose more.